So the this uh, Dharma talk title today is uh, Virya Paramita. It is the fourth in the six Paramitas, or the uh, probably the fourth in the ten uh, Paramis of the, I think it's the Theravadan tradition. I don't have those memorized. Uh, dana, and then uh, discipline, and then patience, and I believe. And now we have uh, virya or energy or diligence or we got to do this. We got to get this done. We got to somehow bring our energy towards whatever it may be. In this case, it's uh, the fulfillment of the bodhisattva way. And that's taught lots of different ways. If you Google that or read uh, different people, different teachers talk about talk about all these paramitas and depending on the cultural context, the teaching tradition that is showing up as that particular teacher, his or her lineage or his or her teacher understanding. And so the the whole idea of uh, virya is a uh, I think it's a you know I can't recall the source of it. Seems like it's a it's of course uh, Sanskrit, but it comes from other directions too. It comes from, uh, it's not coming back to me. I do know though that the word virile uh, is a, a, comes from that particular word in some fashion. So it's a kind of a masculine, you know, let's get, let's get in there and push and uh, have a, I think a, the word uh, might even mean, uh, unless I'm misremembering, uh, means a kind of heroic, someone who is just, Heroic. They against all odds. They they have uh, uh, they they move ahead no matter what. They just don't give up. Um, sometimes uh, the teaching is done, especially in uh, earlier times. Uh, the idea of uh, the heroism and the idea of uh, of um, images that are one of the images that's used is like armor. You armor yourself because, so that any any distractions or any difficulties or any obstacles you run into, you just you have so much armor that you're, um, uh, you know, don't feel it or something. I don't know. I, I don't care for the image armor. Not saying it couldn't be taught in different ways, but uh, I think, uh, and I think uh, even Pema Chodron would agree in that area that the less armor is better. Lose the armor. <clears throat> so the, a lot of masculine, warlike, you know, push. We're just going to charge ahead and uh, go for broke, as they say in the, in the military, in the Marines, actually, go for broke. Um, trying to um, um, conquer something. So uh, there's lots of ways of working with the... Uh, uh, with energy, very, uh, um, uh, just as we talked about in the, uh, in the, um, uh, the uh, previous uh, paramita of Kashanti, uh, Anut, uh, Padaka Dharma Kashanti is also, uh, which means not produced. Uh, also this, uh, uh, diligence, this effort, this efforting, or this um, energy, or is uh, is not particularly uh, produced as an item or as a thing or as a particularly even as a quality. And I say this uh, out of my own experience.
I don't feel like I'm pushing on anything. I just do whatever's next. I seem to do a lot. Or maybe I don't do so much. I don't know. But the, if you practice these, you will not get a credential. I am so generous. I am so moral. I am so disciplined. I am so patient. I, am, I have so much energy. It isn't going to happen. I'm not saying you want to say it isn't going to happen. Of course, it, you might do this and think, nah, I, don't, I don't really agree with Sogazan. I feel a lot more generous. My bank account is zero, and I just give it all my money away. I don't mean to mock anyone, though that may show up. But my way of understanding this is uh, return to the vow. If you want the energy, to, if, you, if you want uh, to understand what energy is, first of all, let me help you here. It doesn't belong to anybody. If you're doing this energy, this is uh, very much tied into the self-centeredness, the ego that we are trying to see through, trying to understand, trying to transcend even, or try, trying to understand its unreality, the solid being. So the virya, sometimes the way it is uh, uh, taught is that you need to um, push yourself. Relatively, maybe that might hold to some extent. <clears throat> But return to your original inspiration. If you've uh, received, uh, formally received bodhisattva vows, if you are uh, have received jukai, or if you have uh, uh, are fully ordained as a monk, or if you're just doing this on your own, you just feel very committed to the Buddhist path, you understand it, you're trying to practice it without any formal um, vow receiving situation, that's okay too. Nothing is uh, being advertised here. But it seems to be necessary to go deeply into this and so that we can see what this whole energy situation is without puffing or fluffing or bringing something forward that is our idea of energy, our idea of stick to our ideas, our ideas around that material. Not easy. I don't think that this can be done without a strong awareness practice. And I say, I mean strong. Now, strong for one person may be 20 minutes a day. That may be a lot for that person. And for another person, they might want to ramp that up to a few hours a day. That would be your uh, business. Unless you're a student of mine, a formal student of mine, then it is my business. Only if you talk to me. If you never talk to me, if you never have an interview with me, and I don't need more inter interviews. I'm plenty busy. I'm running out of virulence. Meant to be humorous, by the way. I don't see anybody smiling other than my wife. Maybe you can't hear me. So return to the vow. Return to your original inspiration to even do this in the first place, to even come on a, a spend your Sunday uh, morning, afternoon, uh, evening listening to someone talk about something that is uh, difficult to understand much easier. You could say to just go live our life and do something else with our life rather than uh, practice this ancient teaching. So not produced. How do we, how do we, how do we look at that? You know, 
it's not produced, does that mean you can't do it? Yes. But what you can do is you can bring your incredible awareness that has been getting stronger and stronger without any credential, stronger and stronger without any notoriety, stronger and stronger without you having thoughts about how wonderfully strong your awareness is getting. Because if, if that is happening, then this is not awareness. This is just highly polished uh, rumination or um, um, rambling around inside the conceptual area of consciousness, uh, stacking up more items to for, for and against. All evidence is partial. It doesn't mean we don't have some, but there's more to it than just the evidence about it. This is why the world is so insane, crazy, with uh, layers that call us self-sanity. So what you could do is first look into look into the very way in which you are lazy. Let's use let's let's use that word. The way in which you are reticent to do anything. The way in which when you see what you need to do, you you derail. You go into another area. This is why in the monastery, the forms are so uh, you could say tight. But once we tighten the form down, then we approach it with awareness. So we so then we are are the adult aspect of our consciousness, which hopefully you have one of those. Instead of the child that's resisting everything and doesn't want to be pushed around and doesn't want to wear a mask, those kind of children. It's just the reverse of bullying. You might want to look at the form and realize that this is your uh, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to actually bring some energy, albeit small. It might be just the energy it takes to frost a cake. But you could bring that on behalf of all beings. Instead of looking at yourself as trying to be more energetic, trying to can't get anything done. Constant commentary on how bad you are. Kind of uh, the other form of egotism, which is thinking that the that who you are is not a good person, is bad or screwing up, not getting things right. Very subtle form. Either direction, just like the uh, the pride and the shame are the two poles. Some people are in shame all the time. They hardly even know they have pride because they think it's just shame, just wrong. They're just bad. And other people are so stuck in pride. Uh, they might flash into shame occasionally, but it's just so damn painful. They'd just rather go back to being proud of themselves. You figure it out. Or don't know. Second thought, don't figure anything out. Just observe. I know all of you that have talked to me at all a lot better than you think I do. I don't read your minds. I don't need to because your mind is all over your body. Every movement you make with your body is telling me what's happening in your mind. But I may not have permission to say anything about it or to respond. And if I did have permission, all I might say is uh, straighten up might be very simple. Or I might take you in the other room and yell at you. I have done that. Those of you who have been yelled at know about it. So energy, virya. We don't need the whole masculine bulldozer mentality that we have to conquer and and um, the whole uh, Japanese code of Bushido, which might have worked in past centuries when there was all these shoguns fighting with each other, trying to mix it up with uh, the Buddha's dharma. 
So you could return to the, if you, if you receive these vows or if you consider it or whether you've done it formally, if you think of these as a way of helping you read the, the Paramitas or you, you read the 16 precepts, which talk about the same thing in different ways. Um, it's just a way of training the mind to, uh, to stop uh, disagreeing, agreeing, or ignoring anything, passion, aggression, and ignorance. Don't do anything with it. The ego, that's a, a no person's land for ego. There's no, there's no, ego is not like that. It needs to have a credential. It needs to have approval from somebody. And the teaching person, the teaching person, if they're a true teacher, and I mean someone who's teaching out of what they see, not of what they know about. You might have to start about uh, start with what you know about, but eventually that tends to fall behind. And the self-centeredness gets freaked out about that because don't I have to remember all this? Don't I have to remember um, uh, what uh, uh, the uh, what it says in the Abhidharma Kosha? Don't I have to memorize that? Don't I have to? Don't I have to? You don't. You don't even have to memorize the sixteen precepts. You just have to study them. And the one that you need to remember, you might have difficulty shaking that. It's not about obeying laws. It's not about making yourself to, to do anything. So as I've said many times, consciousness, awareness doesn't belong to anyone. This is another way of talking about egolessness. The amazing thing is if there is no self-centeredness, then you are at the service of everyone all the time. There isn't anyone the most horrible, ugly, terrible, evil, mean-spirited person. Uh, you're, you're all for them. You're not going to support their activity necessarily. But you don't take your eyes off from them. You don't take your sense fields away from them to something else to distract yourself. The same thing with your own body-mind complex, this whole sensorium that arises that you get up every morning and you rename. Every time you wake up, you remember who you were before you went to sleep. But while you're asleep, you have no idea what's going on. Maybe some of you even dream that you're somebody else. Perhaps. So using forms, using the form of in the monastery, we have the forms. It's about observing. The way I teach this is you don't have to obey anything. That's a misunderstanding. That's going back centuries. Not interested. And if you work with your mind that way, I'm not saying it couldn't be helpful in some way, but not fundamentally. Seems to be necessary to realize that energy and uh, consciousness and even uh, even um, morality and patience and meditation and wisdom are don't belong to anyone. They're, they're not. They're not. You can't. You can't make them your property and increase them or make them stronger. The first couple levels of those, yes, you need to get to the cushion. Yes, you need to face the wall. Yes, you need to observe what moves. So there's some kind of uh, uh, identity situation happening. It's just that it is unreal, that it's not substantial. 
The same is true with uh, Viria. I'm sure you all noticed that you can sometimes you can just get yourself to do stuff. You're, you have a schedule, you have a you have a checklist, and everything is working good because then you're kind of accomplishing it and you're kind of feeling better about yourself because you're making some progress. You're meditating every day on, on all the other credential um, uh, memorabilia that shows up. But what shows up as accomplishment and what shows up as defeat are not two different things. And if you think they are, you'll struggle. You'll try to stop to get the accomplishment to happen and get the defeat to stop happening. So you're always are doing better and better and better. It's called spiritual materialism. I can take some questions now if you have some. I hope that they're really hard ones. She's on bowing. Yesterday, the four of us gave talks on different qualities of um, pride, aggression, depression, yes. um, ignorance, and all those seem to have a certain energetic quality to them. I'm wondering how the energy that manifests as a characteristic or emotion is different than the energy in the paramitas bowing. Excuse me. How's it look to you? How would you how would you differentiate? You don't have to give a Dharma talk, but you could just say something about it. The contrast in energies amongst the, the feelings and emotions seems apparent, but I'm not clear on what the or if Viria has a quality that we can experience or manifests within those situations. Okay. So you any of these uh, paramitas are a lot, a lot of the, the so-called whatever indexes for working with consciousness in different ways, including uh, uh, the teaching of perception only. There will not be a, an experiencer there. So there, if, if Viria is actually happening, you know, uh, it isn't so much that it's out of your hands. You have no hands. There, there isn't anyone. You watch motion happen. You watch a hand raise or do this or whatever, and it's like watching leaves on a fall from a tree. It's like that. It's not the same. That's going too far. Then we're starting to cram things together into oneness. We're all one. No, we're not all one. Jeez, I'm lying. What does it mean if I'm feeling depressed to try to um, relate with Viria, bowing? Look at the depression. Look at the look at the texture of the depression, and 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 see yourself. Not it's not a conclusion. Uh, see for yourself that it is just energy, it's just energy. And the depression is actually an energy sink. But if you try to reverse it, you try to pull it out. You're 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 treating it. You're giving it some kind of a of a. Uh, you're giving it a presence that it doesn't have. It doesn't have that individual situation. It's just energy going into a uh, into a black hole. So I would say go with it. Don't chase it. Don't analyze it. <laughs> Excuse me. Don't do anything with it. Just just be with it. Just even that's extra because then it looks like it's something else. And just, just you, just be genuine. If the negativity comes up, 
one of the one of the practices that I occasionally talk about is when where I say when it just gets really crappy, it gets really difficult, then just change your attitude and relax as it is, as it says in the Tisha's Seven Points of Mind Training. I'm not, not sure which, which slogan that is. And I don't agree with all those slogans, but some of them are helpful. And one of the ways to do that with your with your body and with your speech is thank you very much. I have no complaints whatsoever in the midst of the, of the um, garbage pit as if you don't care. There's an, it's not that you don't care. It's just that you, you have so much energy to be with all things, save all beings, even though there aren't any, there aren't any separate beings. So we don't go any direction with it. We just, well, however it shows, it may show up as separate beings. It may show up as, uh, as not so separate. It may show up as nothing else. So thank you very much. I have no complaints whatsoever. Might have to do that a few times. And you might have to slow way down and listen to those words. You might have to speed way up so that the words, so the concepts go so fast that you just get the energy of it. This is called virya. And don't misunderstand. I'm not saying everybody should start doing this. You could look at it, consider it. You could forget about it. I'm not concerned. I, I know what I need to do. I know, I have no doubts about it. I'm doing it. And insofar as you give me permission, and that's not just saying yes, so because I'm, go ahead, teach me, you have my permission. Uh, tell me how what a fool I am. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it has to be completely sincere. Uh, or uh, I'll, I'll know that by looking at you and talking to you, I'll know that <laughs> you're not ready yet. You're ready for to have a teacher. You're ready to have a practice. You're ready to have a teaching. You're ready to be a student. You might be ready to be a monk. But it's going to take a while probably to see that there isn't anything else but whatever is occurring, including your, your ragtag thoughts about anything. It's not about stopping thinking. It's about seeing the complete emptiness of everything that arises. Until that's, uh, until that's realized, then uh, wisdom is a ways off even though you're sitting in the middle of your own uh, Bodhi mandala, you're sitting in the, in the very situation where you will attain realization, which is not an attainment. I have to talk about it somewhere, some way. Further questions? Jeez, I'm done. You mentioned looking at the way we're lazy. And I feel like I can see what I'm supposed to do and I can see the laziness and there's some thoughts few in between, but I can't see the turning away. What is that turning away and how can I see it? Uh, Just uh, persistence. Uh, virya. <laughs> More Virya. I think uh, since uh, I, I think it's just a matter of being uh, consistent about it and notice that nothing uh, it's not always the same, even though it, we might have uh, we're doing this. Uh, here we go again. Here we go again. As soon as you say here we go again, you need to look closely at what you're referring to, because nothing goes again. Nothing goes again. That's that's ego language. Here I go again. No, you don't. You can't go. That's that's that is an illusion that is. Uh, 
promoted by the self-centeredness that is operating out of hope and fear, hope for something better and fear of something terrible. When you see what this is, when you realize what this is, which you will, you'll see that you don't have to change anything. You don't have to be someone else. You don't have to start being a, a, a higher level of being, some kind of enlightened, your idea of enlightened being. It's just genuine. You're just genuine. There's no, there's no acceptance, no rejection, no looking away. And it's also called not to. You don't even have two thoughts. Katie Bowling, um, yes. I'm finding with things going on recently that I'm having issues of panic and anxiety increasing and becoming more intense and more frequent. So yes. how in the moment do I process that or do something to calm myself down? How much are you sitting? Not enough. I didn't ask you that. Don't answer. Don't answer. If I ask you how much you're sitting, tell me. Don't don't say not enough. I only sit like 10 minutes at a time because my anxiety is too high. That's as long as I can handle sitting still. Sit 11 minutes. Okay. And just um, continue to do, go ahead, please. Go ahead. What about in the moment? There are situations when panic is happening where I can't do the sitting at that time. Then get up. So is Get up. Go look out the window. Go make a sandwich. Come back and come back. Come back. Come back to it. Virya. Come back to it. Come back to it every 10 minutes, every 20 minutes, every day, every hour. Continue to come back. If you begin to relent, then... Uh, then just observe that, but come back, come back to whatever's showing up. It may be failure. You may have to come back to the feeling of failure. You may have to come back to the feeling of panic. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to minimize how you feel. I understand. I might not have feelings, have had feelings um, the same as yours, but uh, I understand the intensity of it. And you just have to continue. It's it's a it's a it's a matter of returning to that, returning to that. The other thing you can do is uh, uh, tie in with uh, uh, one uh, someone who is uh, in the sangha who is doing some kind of a block sitting, and set yourself up to do block sitting. And you know what I'm saying when when I say do block sitting, I'm saying sit down, strike a bell, begin to sit, and then within 30 seconds or a minute or eight minutes or something, get up and go do something else, but come back in four hours and sit down, strike that bell again and end the sitting, create the form. So the awareness is about how you keep moving away from the form. That's the awareness. It's not a failure. It's just what's happening with the forms, causes and conditions that are rising as your mind stream and as the ideation that is popping up and converting itself into emotions about something. The emotions are, their, are have their own integrity. Have to respect those emotions. You go to war with emotions. I'm not saying you, you're going to lose particularly because uh, uh, you don't need to win wars anyway. But you will get turned around and turned around. It just will be abrasive and painful. So how do we how do we sit down and just receive whatever is arising in our mind stream? Seems that we have to hold our body still, even if only for ten 
seconds, 10 minutes, three and a half minutes, but do it with a form. Sit down, start, create the form, bow to the altar or whatever you have in front, bow to the wall if that's all you have, bow to the wall. Sit down, hold still, stay there as long as you can without uh, without force, uh, without forcing yourself. That's not virya, that's manipulation and that uh, comes from another century and another culture. We don't need to do that. So sit down, stay there as long as you can. And then, then uh, you know, if you feel like I just can't stay there, stay here uh, any longer because I'm feeling too anxious or there's too much uh, trepidation happening, get up and go make a sandwich, but then come back and get up and go look out the window. Um, maybe go lay down, take a nap for half an hour, an hour. Turn on the news. That'll drive you back to the cushion in a minute. You know, just the, the chaos that's going on in the mind streams of the world. Uh, just to, I don't care how sane people appear. Uh, if there's no mind training going on, there's still some kind of grasping at a self that is right and the others are wrong. Katie Bowling, yes. I find a lot of times the panic is happening during during active interactions with other people, like in the workplace, and I do yeah. not. It, in that moment, I do not have the ability to leave the situation. It's Stay. not up to me. So okay. that's where I'm having the biggest struggle. Okay, listen to me. Stay in your... There's more things going on than just the, the, the concepts that are rising and the hope and fear that's rising in the mind stream or the irritation or the panic or the anxiety. You have other... Sen there's five other senses besides that area we call consciousness. The thinking process and so on. You have the sense of touch. You have gravity. Don't abandon gravity, but don't use it necessarily as some kind of a crutch where you're looking for evidence that now you're feeling better. Do that. Don't don't go against what is arising and try to squeeze uh, some kind of uh, some kind of um, uh, um, reference point or safety out of it. It needs to be included with the. You need to bring. When I say you need, you don't need to do anything. But since you're asking me, I would say whatever anxiety is coming up rather than trying to cover it up or get away or abandon the whole thing, include, if you're, someone is standing in front of you and talking to you, include the color of their shirt or their blouse. Include the, the tilt of their head. Don't add to that what that means. Don't go into it with what I think about the color blue or, or analyze their body position. Add nothing, just receive. Just receive. You you learn to do that by facing the wall and just receive receive the stupid wall. It's just a wall, and you're just sitting there. But you'll notice when we do that, all the things we've been able to hide out from all day long start to show up. And those uh, situations that you're talking about, the downside of it is it feels like uh, that it's not good and it's scary, or if it's it's difficult. And I would say, you know, I know you're saying I'm at work, I can't leave. Uh, but you can, you can, you can include, I'm not saying leave what's happening, but I'm saying include other things with it, include other things. The other senses are, are actually in the present moment and the thinking process is, uh, it's booked. It's somewhere else. You're off somewhere else thinking about something. I'm not accusing you of anything. I just have been uh, looking at not only my own mind, but other people's minds for a long time. You know, death comes without warning. Death comes without warning. This any of us can end at any time. You may, may never see me again. Uh, any one of us could uh, come to an end uh, in this physical situation. So this is a, this is a 
this particular bardo, this uh, bardo of being alive, uh, is a time where you can actually train yourself. The next bardo that's coming up, the intermediate state, pretty hard to train yourself. You're kind of at the you're at the at the receiving end of all the stuff that you did or didn't do uh, in this incredible university of uh, this. There's no there's no degree to get here. No one's going to pin anything on you. But you can do that uh, by what I'm saying is you can include a little bit. Do a little, You might have if you're if, if you tend to be more sensitive to sounds and you can use that, you can just uh, go to the sound of the person's voice. Forget what they're saying. I mean, if it's important, you can say, well, what did you say? You can ask them again. Go to the sound, the texture of it. That's in that is in the present moment. What's happening is you're trying to rip yourself out of the present moment into some safety because this is terrifying or this is a painful or upsetting. And I'm not saying uh, the kind of viria I'm talking about is not about plunging head first in there and, you know, burning your ears off. But I'm saying find a way to do that so that you can you can bring in all the other things that are happening with you, how your clothes feel, how, how you're how your hands feel, put your hands together, bring your hands together like this. You don't have to do this. This might look kind of odd at the office. Although I see a lot of people these days that can't shake hands or hug. They quite often people are doing this a lot on the news. People are starting to gasho to each other. Very interesting. So you could include sense of touch, sense of taste, uh, sound down the hallway. If, if you're looking at someone, it is not a distraction. You are not ignoring to look in someone's face and through peripheral vision, watch, watch someone walking by. When you're, what's happening is if you watch something, someone walk by, you watch something else, you try to abandon what's in front of you for that, then that's, uh, that's ignorance. And that will lead to more circularity, more spinning. One of the attitudes to have, and this just ties in with Viria also, is I'm gonna I'm gonna do this even if I even if I never can do this. I'm gonna do this anyway. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this anyway. No matter what, I'm gonna do this. This is Viria, and it, and it doesn't show up as a credential because you're constantly you're constantly confronted with how you're not quite doing it. You noticed? You're not, you're not quite able to do it. But quite often, the ego mind, the self-centered mind will just turn away and say, well, I just can't do this. So then then a week goes by and you don't you don't practice or you you work with your environment in a way to just uh, uh, eat uh, chocolate bunny rabbits. You know, you just find some other way to just I just can't end this. I'm just going to. You might not go because if you're putting food in your mouth, probably a sound coming out is not possible. You might stagger between ah and then eating something and then ah. I think that's hilarious. And I'm not too concerned with what you think. Or maybe you haven't noticed. If you see what this is, my friends, my enemies, you won't need anything else. You may tell people about it. You may teach. You may uh, just continue to uh, be trained as a ski instructor. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, I'm feeling better now. I just got a thumbs up on, on YouTube. There's a thumbs up there.
out of the 18, 17 people, somebody thumbs up. And then I have 30 people on, uh, why are you guys all listening to me? Any further questions? Any further questions on uh, Viria? Go ahead, Shiro. Is Viria an antidote to laziness? In the beginning. In the beginning, and then then laziness and uh, and uh, energy are not two separate things. But then then you're 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 screwed because you no longer can make a choice about anything. I'm not kidding you. I'm not, I'm not just saying this some kind of magical thing. It's flat out ordinary. It's uh, my teacher, Chung Po Rinpoche, called it ordinary magic because it's so ordinary and it's so, it's so incredibly amazing that there can be all the separation of human beings and to be able to see that nothing is separate from anything anywhere. Never has been, never will be. And that's not a prediction of the future because there is no future. Past and present are illusions. And we, we, we reify that with the body that's going through apparent space to get to some apparent where, uh, leaving some from some other where, going to a future when, uh, different from the when in the past. But you notice they're both called when. It's called time travel. Remember way back when? Remember that? Well, remember, you know, when we get to that point, then we'll, uh, we'll get, uh, you know, New shoes. It's about awareness. It's about awareness. It is awareness. Train your mind to see clearly so that you, you'll make no more decisions about anything. Everything will be obvious what to do next, including your own uh, passing into the element, back into the elements. Nothing to, nothing to hang on to, nothing to let go of. You'll never hear me say, except when I'm bragging about how I never say it. You'll never hear me say, let go. Just let go. Oh, I say, hang on to it. Just look at that grip. Look at your fingers turn white. Your mental fingers turn white from hanging on to something because you don't like that or else you really like that. Or you really need that. You don't need anything. Don't believe a word I say. Realize who you are. Shadow bowing. Yes. Is something like falling asleep on the cushion or needing to take that nap during the block sit an example of Viria? Yes, it is. Very good. Now take a nap. Fall asleep. Fall asleep. It's all like I sometimes say with the, the idea of it being funny. If you're facing a wall and you fall asleep and ram into the wall, it'll only happen once because it didn't feel very good. So the next time you'll stop just before you hit the wall. Just before you hit the wall. Much more fun. But yes, that's why I sometimes say, uh, instead of, I was taught how to, techniques, how to stay awake and so on. Not interested. You don't have to stay awake. What you have to do is get to the cushion and watch what happens. Observe what happens. And that may be falling asleep. You don't have to maintain anything. That's a misunderstanding that, that, Lots and lots and lots of teachers misunderstand that because they're teaching out of what they were taught and not what they see. If you're teaching out of what you see, you have no idea what you're saying or what you're going to say. You won't have any. There's nothing comes back as as I just said the right thing or now I've said the wrong thing. 
that doesn't mean that other people aren't going to come up with those ideas and think that you're a, a really good teacher, a really bad teacher, or a mediocre teacher, or, or maybe not even a teacher. But yes, fall asleep. Awareness of falling asleep is just is still awareness. That way you get to know yourself. Kevin Bowling. Yes, sir. Yokozan, sometimes virya is translated as enthusiasm, yes. which seems to have a patina of like joyfulness or I don't know. What is the significance of the kind of attitude that's implied by enthusiasm in that energy? I, my way of understanding it, it would be just that you, when something comes up uh, in its own time frame or in its own, uh, the, the, the situation that's coming, the causes and conditions, the people, the energy, uh, in terms of the actual energy in that environment or whatever is happening next, is you, you watch your, ener your energy comes and goes and uh, gets stronger, gets weaker. And then you, you notice that when it is necessary, it seems like you just have the energy to do it. Uh, sometimes I'm getting ready to have an interview with somebody uh, because it's on the schedule. And, uh, and, and if I went with how I felt about it, I might not have the interview. But as soon as I see that person, I get all kinds of energy because energy doesn't belong to anybody. Nobody has energy. I'm not saying your body feels energetic or not, but if my, if my body feels uh, not energetic or I feel sleepy or something and it's, or, or ill or something, I'll go lay down and postpone the interview or have it some, but, but if I can get to the interview, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. If I'm, if I have a Dharma talk, I'm going to give that talk, even though I might think I have no idea what to say. This happens a lot, a lot not knowing exactly what to say or what to talk about. That's why I like uh, the mountains and rivers where there are questions and then, then it's uh, responding to someone. So I would say, um, you know, when I get ready to talk to you, Kevin, I feel kind of disappointed and I feel kind of sad because, damn, I got to talk to Kevin again. What am I going to say that that poor guy, he's, just, he's beyond help. <laughs> and, then, then I, <laughs> and then I see I you. And then I see you, and then uh, I say, well, it's not too bad. I get to see his cats. <laughs> they walk back, their tails going back and forth like this. And then also, I love your hair, because I can't do that with my hair. Your hair goes up. So there's that. So there's always consolations. <laughs> of course, I love to have interviews with you, Kevin. So I'm just joking with you. Love to have interviews with anyone. But I'm just saying that energy... Sometimes I, I see that my energy is coming and going, and then uh, out of the dynamic uh, of, of um, meeting everything where it's at, uh, energy doesn't belong to anyone. Uh, it's not mean, it doesn't mean that you're a, some kind of a vampire or you're sucking the energy out of other beings. I'm just saying it's, it's a very mutual situation. If someone is having a great deal of difficulty, of course, it's going to be more difficult to meet them because you feel kind of helpless about that. You know that they're going to have to do it themselves. And so when they meet you, then they kind of show you, kind of show you what is happening with them. And then you might see a way where you can be supportive of them, or you can at least say something to them that is, that doesn't make things worse for them. Or if it does make them things worse for them, it's because they might need to look at that. I'm not, not always real pleasant to talk to, as I'm sure you've noticed. 
team. If we see that energy showing up as difficulty, how can we work with it in a smoother way? Don't worry. Don't worry about smooth. Just, just worry. Just uh, worry about. When I say worry, don't even worry. But just meet it where it's at. Uh, th- this is the way that the crystallization around a me that's having this kind of feeling relative to that starts to come apart. And if there's if there's any uh, bits and pieces of, of self-centeredness or narcissism going on, uh, going to be difficult. But that's how you need to see it. You have to meet everyone where they're at so that you can get a better idea or an understanding of the, the transiency, the tra- utter impermanence of a solid being anywhere. Uh, identity is discontinuous. <clears throat> this is why it's so uh, one of the experiences you can have of discontinuity that is uh, you might be missing is you'll notice when one person comes over to your house uh, well, these days and not too much of that happening. But you talk to one person on the phone and they're both friends or they're both uh, associates or they're both. Uh, and one person's real easy to talk to and the other person's not so easy. That's not them. That's you. You're the one who's discriminating between people. If you're discriminating between people, that means you're projecting that you think there are lots of different people. Go ahead. Go ahead if that's what you need to do. But if you want to see the truth, sit down, face the wall. Use the use this incredible algorithm of the three jewels. It's an astonishing, form, it's a very simple formula. The teaching person who teaches out of, who's a true teacher, teaches out of what they see, not out of what they've been taught. And they, they were taught up to the point where they saw this. That's what I uh, endeavor to do, is support you so you can see this. As I sometimes say, I don't want any followers. If I want anything, I want you to see who you are. There's no doubt. If you have doubts, you haven't seen it. Is is there a difference between, like how you're describing discriminating between people and noticing a contrast with how two different people show up? Well, contrast is fine. You're always going to see that some people are really ugly and some people are really beautiful. Can't be helped. It's a contrast, but it's not a, there's not something extra there. You just, some people are, are pleasant to listen to. Some people don't look so good, but they're really delightful to talk to or listen to. And other people are because of their their constant churning of their, uh, you know, hope and fear and hope and fear. They might look great, but they're, but the, what they're radiating is uh, the distress that they are not willing to be responsible for. We want to, how do we do that? We, we have a really negative feeling that feels like it's uh, claws in our throat and we blame somebody. We, and even if the person actually came up with the claws and say, let me put these claws on your throat for a while. And then they walk away and then we, we hate them. We're, but they didn't do it. Those those claws were already the case. Those claws were already in your throat before you even met that person. Causes and conditions are very sneaky. This looks like it causes that, cause and effect. Untrue. I mean, relatively true, but ultimately, nothing causes anything else. If you see it, then uh, you're liberated. Put it simply. Am I liberated? You should ask me. So, Sokazan, are you liberated? Go ahead. What, no guts? 
is on Are You Liberated? No. Well, yeah, kind of. Well, I was for a while, and then I then everything collapsed. And then I wasn't feeling very good, and then you guys came along, and I thought, ah, I'll, I'll be able to talk to these guys. Anybody else? As I said before, if you if you see it, you know it's it's silly. I mean, that's why I'm, I'm being silly because it, because there is no liberation. There is no one else. There is no one else. This is what the Buddha saw, as far as I know. I don't know. He might have seen something else. He might have seen a bullock cart. But it looks like he saw what what this is. He saw what this is. And you don't have to abandon your personality, your 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 love and hate. You don't have to get rid of anything because uh, everything that was a challenge is no longer separate from anything else. So therefore, you still have a heartburn or you still have a, a difficulty with your uh, with your stepmother or on and on. You still have problems come and go. They just do not happen to any longer to an individual. This is why people who are uh, sometimes a person can be liberated and you'll never know it because they, they don't function as a teacher. They just don't have any more issues with anything, including their own death. Go ahead, Onyo. You have a question? I think you just defined it, but what is liberation? Um, That's the question. What is liberation? Yeah. Freedom, basic freedom, not freedom from something, not freedom uh, to leave something or not freedom to join something, just fundamental freedom. Is that a feeling? <clears throat> no. are a few questions on YouTube. The first from Greg. Yes. He asks, what's a hard question? It's just a way of talking about it. So all of them are, some are hard, some are easy. When I say, give me a hard question, uh, I'm just, uh, it's my way of encouraging you to, if you have hesitation about asking a question because it's too convoluted for you or or maybe for me or anything, I'd say, ask it anyway. Let's, let's uh, bring it out and see... Uh, into the sunlight and see what it, what is this is is the question uh, would be that kind of further one question. go um, ahead please Austin yes he asks who or what sees the truth so that's a you know that's a hard question in a sense, but it's uh, it's hard because it's difficult to respond to that in such a way that you might feel or anyone might feel that oh ah, I didn't know that but now I can see more clearly what the identity is that sees the truth, but I don't know how else to say it other than the truth sees the truth that you you are the truth, you are the Buddha, and it's not a it's not something that uh, everywhere I look I don't see anything but the Buddha. That doesn't mean I, I see. Uh, stone statues. I'm saying, I see uh, the awakened one. I see you're awake and you cover it up. So how do you liberate yourself? You have to look at the confusion. And if you, if you look at the confusion, the temptation of ego is to try to blame somebody for it, 
excuse it or uh, anything to, but to actually not be separate from anything forever from now on. That's hard. It's hard because you, even that you can't succeed at it. You're, you're always, this is why uh, people who, who um, uh, train their minds to see clearly, regardless of the tradition, if they really do a thorough job of it, they seem, they may seem not always because sometimes it functions differently, but they may seem uh, humble or uh, un presupposing or uh, not particularly interested in advancing their own uh, fame and fortune. Brett in Grand Rapids also asks, Sokazan, are you liberated? Yes, I am. Feels pretty good. I highly recommend it. question from Lorena. Yes. Would, would you consider giving a Dharma talk in detail about the 12 links of interdependent arising? Yes, let's start with the first one, Avidya. Any questions? Sir, I'm being silly, but yeah, I could, I could talk about it at some point. It's a, it's uh, just a series of 12 ways that we continue to be somebody and fight with things or be somebody and grasp things or be somebody and reject things. Um, you could start by just watching the way you reach for anything and don't stop reaching. Just be aware of the reaching. Awareness is what we need to do, not manipulators, not try to make ourselves into a better person. <clears throat> And the, the last one, I'll give you the first one and the last one, and then we'll, we'll do the other uh, 10 later. The first one is uh, ignoring, and the last one is death. Sound interesting? <laughs> so we, we shut it down and things start popping up, and then we go this way, and then we have feelings and emotions, and we grasp and we reject, and... We just keep going on. But yeah, I can talk about it at some point. Remind me. That's how the I started talking about the parmetas. I think it was Jennifer that asked me to talk about the parmetas. So I, that's why I'm doing it, because she asked. I think the next one is, what's the next one? Wall gazing. Take another question if you have one. Is there any on the? If there's a couple on the. There's Lorena. Consider. Oh, that's that one. Then there's another one. Austin, when you say train your mind, is that an instruction or a description? <coughs> that's a, maybe a little of each, but basically just a recommendation. To, however you want to do it, find a way to, to train your mind so that you're not constantly grasping at this and rejecting that, operating out of right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, correct, incorrect, life and death. That's the big one. We can do right and wrong. You know, we can swing with that pretty good. But when it comes to life and death, you know, seeing that those are not two separate things might be a little challenging. So train your mind so that that is no longer a challenge. That doesn't mean you're... Uh, ready to die. It just means you're not separate from either one of those. 
you're you're alive and not alive at the same time because who you are doesn't come into existence it just looks like it it looks intensely like it so much so that we fight wars over it and yeah people want to control other people that's why we have armies don't join the army please Yes, Chisho. Um, outside of the forms, is it? Uh, do you advise that we return back to the cushion if we have a lot of energy? Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I would think that would be your your call there. Think, think it would be your call. You could do both. You could just see what the it might help you to see more what that energy is or how that is showing up in your in your mind stream or in your body. So as you've heard me say hundreds of times, it's always about awareness, never about about uh, controlling anything particularly. So uh, unless I'm missing uh, your question, I would say I I would you could do a little of each and just kind of see the contrast there if that's happening regularly. Lorena asks, how are the 12 links interconnected with all the rest of the forms of life? Well, they're all, all dealing with the uh, same situation. If you're talking about bugs or antelope, uh, same situation, just happening in a different way. It's still a, a life form that's showing up. Uh, that is... Uh, um, there's no person there, just like there's no person here. The illusion of a person is really strong here, and the illusion the illusion of a person to uh, uh, to an elk is pretty strong. They think they are somebody, and they need to get away from you or get food. So it's a similar kind of grasping, and it comes out of you know we're we're born into this uh, uh, situation, and uh, na naturally we want to eat. So those. And, and procreate and so all those desires they operate in that way so you can the 12 links are just uh, it's just a description of how it works so the first two are uh, the uh, sometimes uh, classically described as uh, your previous life uh, um, avidya or ignorance and uh, formations so there, there's an ignoring of the open space open dimension and that ignorance uh, causes that those formations to come together so you have a lifetime then you have the eight in the middle which is this lifetime and then you have the end uh, which is a uh, uh, birth birth and then sickness aging and death so that pretty much uh, cleans up the whole thing it's just a way of talking about it i'm not saying i don't think anyone is saying there isn't it might not be a way uh, to describe it more uh, maybe more closely or more accurately. I don't know. That's pretty good, especially coming from a thousand years ago or more. Austin asks, thank you. To ask it another way, is training my mind something I do or something that arises? It's It's something that you do until... Uh, things stop arising. 
you get to the cushion, sit down, watch what moves. And then in our tradition, you, you interact with, the, with the, someone who's been doing this for a while, commonly called a teacher. It needs to be a true teacher. It can't just be a, someone who's a, a scholar or a philosopher. Uh, I'm not saying they couldn't help you. Of course they could. They could be maybe your closest friend. But if someone is just thinking about reality based on a really powerful sense of, of uh, looking at concepts about it, even Vasubandhu, we don't know if he was awake or not. But he, he sure understood the nature of the way consciousness worked. But we don't know that if he was awake or not. He might have just been too jealous of his brother. Yes. What What would it look like to you if someone was ignoring versus observing? Well, you know, I think everyone, anyone who shows up here as a, a person that wants to listen to me or function as a student, either, you know, for the next, for an hour or uh, all the time, uh, I think it varies a lot. And I the way I often say this, and I'll say it now, is I, I one of the ways I help people is to uh, have a lot of respect for their uh, for their insanity. Uh, so, in other words, not manipulating people. Some people want to be manipulated, so therefore, they're I'm I'm not that interesting because they want somebody to tell them what to do all the time, and so I you know, try to meet people where they're at, and then I wait. I wait for them to come forward and and to interact with me in such a way that that I can I can meet them where they're at and and, and fundamentally help them so that it could could show up so many different ways. Everyone here, including this old man, uh, is uh, alternating between kind of ignoring things and then what's happening and then going back to ignoring. It's just that that eventually, instead of being an accomplishment, it becomes all pervasive since there's no one. There's no identity that is observing or ignoring. There's just observing and there's just ignoring. But there's no, nobody's getting credit or blame for anything. You've transcended uh, credit and blame. So you can't, there's nowhere to go. You can't accomplish anything. You're, as uh, Coben said, when he translated the uh, the Heart Sutra, gate, uh, gate, par gate, par sam gate, bodhisattva, or gone, gone, completely beyond, uh, uh, gone completely beyond uh, uh, Soviet. And then he came and read that and said, uh, falling apart, falling apart, falling apart, falling apart, nothing to do, uh, everything all at once. So if there's everything is all at once, that you can't do anything because everything's all at once. This is a, this is a transcendence of the separate self as expressed by my teacher. Until that happens, there'll be concern and worry about everything. So what should I do? Should I do this? Should I do that? Should they do this? Should I, what What should I do? And what do I say? Train your mind. I'll help you with your permission. I, I have to have your permission. And it has to be a bunch of permission. It can't be just, yeah, go ahead, train your mind. Help me. Give me some advice. I'll talk to you once or twice a month. Or I'll kind of check in to see how I'm doing. I'll never tell you how you're doing. You'll tell me how you're doing. And if you think you're awake, come and talk to me about it.
Come and tell me. Show me. Tell me you're awake. That means anybody I can't see, anybody here of the 14 people on YouTube, come and tell me. Or not. Or just do, do other stuff. <laughs> There's lots of other stuff besides that. Coming and telling me that would be probably kind of boring because I'd just say, oh, okay. How nice for you. <laughs> uh, and I say, now, if that's true, then go out and save all beings. Put everybody before yourself from now on. Everybody else, everybody, the elseness of it, not just your family, not just your friends, not just your the ones you get along with. I'm saying everybody. That's, that's hard. It's hard to do that because there's so many uh, people, uh, apparent people that are... Confused and make life difficult for us. Maria Bowling. Yes. Is ignoring happening before our birth? Bowling. What did you catch what you said? I'm just referring to the 12 beings and first one being the Ignorance, ignorance. Yes. What happened before then? Birth is after that, so I'm just wondering whether ignoring is something which is happening before we are born. Yes. Yes, it is. And and it's just it's just a way of talking about it. You know, there there might be other ways uh, uh, that would show up uh, if we, you know, as we go along, there might be other elaborations on that. But that's just a way of talking about it for the time being, so you have some kind of understanding of what's happening. The actual, the actual, Sorry. go ahead, please. Go ahead. I'm just wondering about the nature of that ignorance when, when there is no personality yet. Uh, what, what is that is ignoring the open space? Um, well, if there's, if there's no personality there, then that, then there, there's no, uh, uh, conglomeration of stuff there that is congealed into me, me, me and my world and my stuff and my, ideas and my hopes and my fears, then uh, probably not going to be much happening there. What isn't separate can't lead to something else. So, and, and as you've heard me, not only I say it, but this is said by lots of teachers, uh, what um, your true nature is unborn. So, so if you're, if you, you're, if you continually, uh, abandon your true nature for something else, something you want, something you don't want, something you like, something you dislike, and operate in terms of the three poisons, then then you'll show up as a being. You might show up as a rock. You might show up as a toadstool. You might show up as a as a uh, a black mamba, which is a really big snake. But if you see what this is, go ahead. Um, go ahead. So go ahead. I'm just wondering whether that the ignorance, uh, whether the ignorance is happening in the bardo between lives. Yeah. Um, you could you could describe it that way. We're, we're not nobody's coming back and, and giving a, a you know workshops on the bardo particularly. And if they are, then uh, you know you could check it out. But uh, probably it's just conjecture or a high highly polished uh, conce concepts about that because that the intermediate state or the bardo or that uh, area in between uh, you, it's pretty hard to take anything there or get anything, anything out of there. 
So as, uh, as far as what that fundamentally is, the fundamental quality of that is uh, just an open dimension. And anything that is happening here, unless it's understood, it will start to show up in that area and then it will come back into a, a what we call rebirth. That's how it's looking. And that's how it looks to anyone who talks about it. Um, they might talk about it in a lot fancier words if you read the Tibetan Book of the Great Liberation or the Bardo Todol, which is a Tibetan Book of the Dead uh, or that or any of these books that talk about this intermediate state or any of these people who talk about it. Uh, it's always going to be concepts about something that is not a concept, that is not, uh, that has no structure, has no form. So we close. Okay. So we'll, uh, how will we do this? The people at the monastery will, yes. So if you would, please, at the monastery, help us. Uh, Dedicate the merit. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. The ten directions, the three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna, Paramita. of the ten directions and the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji, Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering 